0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Joe and Joe weather show on what is probably going to be considered a historic day weather-wise for much of the U.S., but particularly for folks from the Southern Plains and Mississippi River East. The Joe and Joe show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware. They still have plenty of rock salt available, even though there is a rock salt shortage uh, that is uh, taking hold Across the Northeast and Mid Atlantic states, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, 631 756 1125 is the telephone number. The website is omnitruevalue.com. And also by <clears throat> uh, Holiday Lighting, Wholesale Holiday Lighting by Giannini of Gianini Landscapers of Lindenhurst, 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, 631 957 5106. Plan ahead. For the next holiday season, all of your decorating needs met, or maybe you want to become a holiday decorator and go out decorating homes uh, come next Christmas, give Giannini a call. Wholesale Holiday Lighting, 631-957-5106. So uh, last week, Joe, we talked about how... On the teleconnections, if you remember how the Arctic oscillation was going from five standard deviations negative to um, two standard deviations positive in a span of about a couple of days. And that was going to result in a huge atmospheric headache that was going to need to be relieved in one form or another. And boy, did this get relieved in a big way with everything that's gone on, particularly in Texas, which, uh, as everybody knows by now, has been... They're going to be talking about this for many, many years about the cold, the uh, the cold blue norther that came down uh, in uh, in mid February on President's Day weekend.
1: Absolutely, and I've uh, been uh, hearing about rolling blackouts down there, record low temperatures, Dallas especially hard hit, and uh, as we pointed out on Joe and Joe Coffee with Joe and Joe yesterday morning, Joe, first time in the history, uh, r- modern history that all the counties in Texas, all of them, how many, 271?
0: 254 counties, including Loving County, which only has 100 people, so apparently they don't do a whole lot of loving there, but no matter.
1: Every county had had some kind of a winter advisory or winter warning. They were all
0: winter storm warnings. The whole state was under a winter storm warning.
1: Incredible, incredible. And uh, that uh, system which now, at least the last I saw or last I looked, uh, is moving through uh, northern sections of Georgia. Came out of the Gulf of Mexico this morning, now in northern Georgia. It looks like it's going to take a track right up toward us. And uh, that actually means that uh, it's coming too close to our area for a good old-fashioned snowstorm. It looks like it's going to begin to scoop some milder air into our region, first at the upper layers of the atmosphere and then down below at the surface, so that I think I think will spare our area of a major or significant icing event although not to say that up until about midnight to 1 or 2 in the morning many areas are probably going to have a an icy coating or an icy glaze but after that I think the temperatures everywhere even up where I live here in the Hudson Valley uh Putnam Valley probably will warm enough so that we'll see a change over to uh, a rain and uh, uh, temperatures even on the surface will be rising above freezing. So that should preclude a major or a, a nasty icing event here by daybreak tomorrow morning.
0: Yeah, there will be inland areas, though, in northwest Jersey, and in, in particularly, I think, in northeastern uh, and parts of north-central Pennsylvania, there are ice storm mornings up there, ice storm mornings for the Catskills. There are a lot of places where that cold air is going to get trapped and, and not get scoured out. Uh, I know even here where I am on the North Shore of Long Island right now, I've been I've been sort of going back and forth between 31 and 32. Uh, well, I'm sh- at some point I'm sure we're going to start climbing up away from the freezing mark. But uh, just uh, every, wherever you are, you got a home thermometer. Just check your temperature, watch your temperature. That'll be your that'll be the easiest way really to know what's going on. Uh, just want to um, say re- real quick a welcome to everybody that is on on this Monday night. This President's Day night, and uh, we've already got 68 likes, and Joe and I love to go over 100. So if you can uh, hit the thumbs up button, it would be most appreciated. And uh, if uh, you want to be part of the conversation that is going on right now on the chat board, uh, just use your Gmail account to subscribe to my YouTube channel and then jump on board. And if you got any questions or comments, we sure be uh, hopefully we'll be able to address them. And I think Joe, we've got one super chat hit so far from Thomas Saul. Uh, who hit the super chat. says, you guys rock. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, Most appreciated. Thank you. you. So uh, I got a couple of, uh, I brought up a a couple of different maps I want to just show everybody. By the way, Dallas just finally got above 10, I think an hour or so ago. They're up to 13. Colder colder
1: in Dallas and for most of Texas, as opposed to uh, Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, warmer today than uh, Houston or Dallas, believe it or not. So that's well, the yeah, dire straits that they're in right now, down yeah, that
0: whole, yeah, that whole polar vortex plunged south into the plains, so you basically have an upside down atmosphere. Scott Briller pointing out that uh, uh, Dallas is colder than than Caribou, uh, so uh, yeah, the coldest air right now is in the southern half of the United States as opposed to the north. I mean, it's cold enough in the north, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely colder, relatively speaking, and also certainly relative to normal, it's way below normal. Down south, I I I, uh, I brought up uh, I went to the Texas DOT, uh, and they've got this uh, website where they basically plot you know stuff that's going on on all the all the roadways. So um, I don't know if you could see it too well, but the, all these hazards that you see in the round circle and the and the snowflake inside, these are all road closures due to um, uh, snow uh, on, on on the ground. Well, either road closures or just reporting that there's snow and ice on the ground. I'm even looking around at Corpus Christi where they have uh, a number of bridges there are, are closed up. Uh, there are not that many accidents right now. I think the fact that it's a holiday weekend uh, and people just probably did manage to, to stay off the road. But, I mean, look at this. This is the entire state, just in and around Houston. Uh, you have uh, all sorts of uh, ice and snow on IH-69, for, uh, for example. Uh, we've got closures on uh, State Highway 288 uh, out in, uh, outside of uh, uh, Houston due to icy conditions, uh, it, it says. Uh, uh, closer, closure accident on I-10. Um, with the, you know, lanes closed off and, and ice causing accidents, and I go up toward the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Look at all these snowflakes that are just clustered up all over the place. I mean, who would have thought you would have seen the state, the whole state of Texas, under a uh, winter storm morning and being impacted the way this is, this, this has, this just this uh, setup that we have, how it's been uh, impacting uh, that state. And also, um, we've got severe weather tonight. We've got two working tornado watches up in the state of Florida. And uh, SPC actually has had enhanced risk up for the parts of the Florida Panhandle today and around the, the big Bend of Texas, I'm sorry, the, um, the, the, uh, the coastal bend of Florida. And a slight risk extending up into Georgia, and also a slight risk right along the immediate coast of South and North Carolina, all the way up north of Cape Hatteras to about Nags Head, and a marginal risk, Joe, down through central Florida. I know they have a rocket launch going on tonight at Cape, Can- uh, at, 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 I believe, at Cape Canaveral, because um, one of my friends, one of my friends, is uh, drove there to watch this happen tonight. So he's he's on tender hooks, hoping that they do the rocket launch. But uh, that uh, severe weather risk—I'm sure they're paying attention to that.
1: That's a uh, Starlink launch, I believe, to launch uh, another bunch of uh, satellites for uh, for use for uh, for uh, uh, internet or uh, uh, phone service. And uh, these are not very big satellites, but uh, uh, I, th- I think that's SpaceX that's going to be attempting the uh, to launch. But, and they and they have criteria for launching, and obviously if uh, if that line of showers and storms gets any closer to uh, the Space Coast, where uh, Canaveral, Cape Canaveral is, they may have to either postpone or at least uh, delay that launch. We'll, we'll see how that all happens. And there is the Joe. Joe's. Uh, <laughs> I can see Joe's really enjoying the uh, the uh, radar that we discovered about a week or so ago. Oh yeah. Well, I, I just pulled up.
0: Things. This is the Melbourne, Florida radar. It looks like there was a there's a cell there that just kind of moved off the coast. Uh, south of Daytona Beach uh, and moving to the northeast. And if we go further north, so I want to go up where there's, you know, the severe weather is going on this evening. And by the way, as always, uh, when it comes to severe weather or any kind of weather, when you're watching the Joe and Joe show overnight or if you're watching it tomorrow morning, uh, remember that uh, this is uh, from uh, the night before. It's 743 Eastern time. So make sure you go to your local National Weather Service forecast page and you can find that on weather.gov to get the latest updates on your current weather situation. These are the storms that are moving through the Florida panhandle and on up into southeast Georgia. There are some strong thunderstorms in the mix here, some strong cells in and around Jacksonville, and that's all headed up uh, to the northeast. Meanwhile, uh, I had state college radar up a little while ago, and while the radars here locally have really haven't been doing much today, we're starting to finally see that steadier precip that is moving into western PA. Some of that is in the form of snow. Some of that is in the form of freezing rain and sleet as you go a bit further to the east. So this is the moisture that much of the coastal northeast is, 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 uh, is gearing up for for tonight and for tomorrow and also for upstate New York and into New England. Uh, the um, Fort Dix radar, as of 744, starting to pick up some patchy freezing rain that has moved into northern New Jersey. Uh, the area is actually seems to be shrinking as it moves to the northeast, but this is all renegade stuff that is running out ahead. And uh, I, I've got the hazards page up, Joe, because I wanted to see these temperatures here. You can see a, a Long Island right now, uh, the north shore, which north of the LIE, in Western Suffolk and Nassau under a winter weather advisory. Uh, they took the advisory down for the southern part and the eastern part of Long Island. But those areas in the... If you look at all the advisory area where the temperatures are, they're all kind of teetering around the 32-degree mark. Then you go in the area where there's the ice storm mornings and you've got one, two, three, four, five counties in northern New Jersey. Of course, oh, there we go. The uh, Those temperatures up there... You've got uh, areas at 30 and even the upper 20s in northeast PA, it's in the upper 20s to around 30. And then the ice storm warning, these were extended and expanded this afternoon back across central PA around Williamsport State College to Altoona, where it's in the upper 20s 30. So there are pockets here where the cold air is, is holding firm. And the other thing is, there's not much of a wind right now. The wind has been pretty light all day. It's a north-northeast wind uh, over over Long Island and southern New England. That That is going to watch the wind direction, because you know, the longer it holds from the north-northeast direction, the tougher it's going to be to, to uh, nudge those temperatures higher.
1: Eventually, those winds are, at least at the higher levels of the atmosphere, are supposed to swing around to a more east and southeasterly direction as the night wears on and one thing that's really impressive Joe uh, if I'm sure you've looked at the uh, the Nam foos they really have punched up the uh, the uh, thickness uh, numbers and the boundary level temperatures by daybreak I mean we're talking about at LaGuardia a, a T1 of uh, seven Celsius or 8 Celsius by 7 a.m and a thickness of something like 554 or something I mean like ridiculously high, I mean, we're far away from that now, but uh, the, the, a number of the models are saying that soon after midnight, that's going to come basically with, I think, the the main surge of moisture. You've, you pointed out and showed on the radar how there's really not all that much. In fact, stuff seems to be actually diminishing or breaking up as they move into the into the uh, general vicinity here. But after midnight, that's when we're going to see, I think, a more solid area of precip. But along with that solid area, it could very well be... Uh, a definitive push upward in temperatures, and uh, that should change things over in many areas from uh, frozen or freezing precip to just plain rain. But I I will point one thing out, and that is is that even if the ambient air temperature, let's say at one, two, three in the morning, in your area goes above freezing, and you say to yourself, oh, look, it's above freezing, so now we don't have anything to worry about in terms of uh, frozen or freezing precipitation, Remember, that's the air temperature. And if the ground temperature, if the surface temperatures are still at or below freezing, that rain's going to come down and still end up freezing on the surface until the surface temperatures warm up. And that may take a while. And I think that's why um, we still are seeing uh, ice storm and uh, winter weather advisories. They, they you know, you, you would say to yourself, well, why aren't they lifting those? Or why aren't they saying that everything's going to be... Diminishing and ending after midnight in, in terms of frozen precip. Well, no. I mean, again, if the, if the ground is still very cold, even though the air temperatures overlying that ground temperature, the air temperatures are above freezing, if the ground temperatures are still cold at or below freezing, you're still going to get some glazing and icing. So I think that's why the uh, warnings and advisories remain posted.
0: Uh, you got the uh, warm ground enthusiasts and the uh, you know the warm ground Association for uh, non-accumulating snow and ice uh, the members of that group are 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 just aghast <laughs> at the concept that the ground isn't warm uh, Delaware weather guy hitting super chat tonight thank you so much sir uh, most appreciated by Joe and I so uh, I have the latest watches and warnings map I just did a quick refresh because I figured some of these winter storm warnings We're going to be taken down uh, at some point. They all are. So a lot of those in Texas are expiring tonight, but they're still up uh, in many areas in uh, northern and northeastern Texas, uh, and even down just north and west of the coast of Dallas, Fort Worth. I'm sorry, of Houston, and down near Corpus Christi. So the the warnings are done. Uh, Still have warnings in Arkansas, northern Louisiana, southeastern Missouri. I looked at St. Louis, Joe. They were heavy snow with a temperature of one. God. Amazing, oh. uh, winter storm warnings oh. through. I know it hurts. Winter storm warnings through most of Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee. Ice storm warnings in eastern Kentucky, southeast Ohio. Uh, a handful of counties in southwestern West Virginia. Of course, we have ice storm warnings up through parts of central, northeastern PA, northwest New Jersey, up into the Catskills. Winter storm
1: warnings. I, 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 I don't want to. I hate to interrupt, but on the chat board just now. William Huber wrote, Joe R., don't forget about the sun angle.
0: Yeah, and I was going to, you know, I left the sun angle enthusiasts alone today. I gave them a bit of a break. Um, huh. Winter storm mornings uh, northwest, uh, north central PA, western and northern New York, northern Vermont, northern New Hampshire, northern half, uh, northern two thirds of Maine, winter weather advisory surrounding all that. The working tornado watches down in South Georgia and North Florida, and there's a bunch of special marine warnings that are up at this time at 7:50 Eastern. And of course, there's more winter action out uh, in the Rockies, uh, where and in the southern Rockies where we have. Winter weather advisories, and I always have to make sure the color is right because the counties are bigger and my eyes are not very good. That looks a little darker, so I'm thinking those are winter storm watches. I stand corrected. And winter storm warnings in parts of New Mexico. Uh, avalanche warnings in, in, in Utah. Um, warnings and advisories and watches up in Montana, Idaho, and in, up in the, uh, um, in the Cascades, in Washington and Oregon. Strong winds in parts of Southern California and Nevada. Wind chill advisories and wind chill warnings up for the northern and central plains and down even into the southern plains to the coast. Uh, Try to find some place where there's nothing going on right now. So that would be um, a handful of places in the southeast and a handful of places in the west. So <laughs> this is. Um, this is really gonna go. Did this you know, you, I, I always say you don't you, I always say you don't for, forecast history, you let it happen, and then you look back. You look back at it and then you can see it with a clear eye, just exactly, you know, what we're talking about here. And, and again, I, I really I think this is gonna be something that they're gonna be talking about for a, for many years, okay, there's, so, there's no, no question.
1: There's gonna be papers uh, in BAMs, the bulletin of the American Meteorological Society, I'm sure that are going to be written about this particular setup because it's an abnormal setup. If you look at the upper air, this does not look anything like what you would call for in terms of a major or significant winter weather event. What we have, as we pointed out yesterday, I mean along the along the Atlantic seaboard,
0: I have where the, where the, up, I have the upper air up from Friday to show yeah. you that shows the vortex and then all the short waves in the southern stream.
1: But right now, Joe, we uh, uh, as of uh, Monday evening, we have a we have a huge subtropical ridge of high pressure predominating just off of the Atlantic seaboard, and you say to yourself, "Well, where's where's the trough? Where's the short Where's where's the thing that's generating all of this?" And it's still back west. It's all the way over in uh, in Missouri and down into uh, Arkansas, and it is it is pivoting in a, a negatively tilted or that, like a pendulum. The pendulum is tilting toward the right but it's being like sheared off because it's having a tough time penetrating this huge offshore ridge of high pressure and uh the only place where any kind of surface system can possibly uh maneuver if you will is between the trough moving in from the mid middle of the country and the offshore uh ridge of high pressure and that's exactly what is happening We're, we're seeing this this low that i mentioned this storm system in northern Georgia, which eventually, as things gradually progress, will work its way northward up into southern Pennsylvania by tomorrow morning, and then probably lateral its energy to a new offshore system somewhere along the Jersey or Delmarva coast, and then that thing will head straight on north through uh, through New England. But it's it, it, it's quite unlike what you would normally expect to see for such a such a significant or major uh, weather. Uh, winter weather system as what we are seeing right now
0: the um uh upper air going back to friday uh, and, and i uh, kevin walsh on my facebook page who uh, by the way is a uh, he's written a number of, of books on uh, on on old new york city called forgotten new york which is if you're into that um you can find his uh, book on, you can find his book on uh, facebook on uh, amazon uh but he asked me a very interesting question, and uh, I'll give. Uh, and here's my answer to it. And uh, he said, <clears throat> "If the vortex had come to the east, would we have been in a position to maybe challenge some of those all-time lows uh, that New York City has seen and in areas here in the Northeast?" And well, I mean, there's no way to answer that for sure. But uh, the one thing I can tell you is, I happened to look. and You and I talked about it one night, in fact. Uh, back o- about seven or eight days ago when this was all in the long range the uh, the models were actually taking this vortex to the east into into uh, into New England. And when I looked at some of the temperatures that the GFS model was generating, it was showing lows in New York City come this past Saturday morning between minus five and minus 10. Uh, so um, you know what? If that vortex, given what we've seen in terms of the departures from normal and and, and how bitter cold it, it got as far south as it did, who knows? Maybe we would have. I don't know if we would have gotten to that minus fourteen in New York City, but I bet you we could have. We could have seen maybe you know minus five. I think that certainly would have been a possibility. But if you look here on this from the old model run, uh, from from the current model run, but going back uh, to uh, Friday. With that vortex, instead of coming east, the vortex actually b- basically dropped to the south. Uh, it, it, the uh, part of it went south. The bulk of the cold air, the weight of the cold Arctic air, went straight south. Uh, the, the rest of the vortex weakened as it moved into so- southeastern Canada. You can see it just about disappears. Uh, and as we uh, move into tonight and tomorrow, there's actually even an upper high that is sitting up over over Hudson Bay. So. Uh, it's interesting that how initially uh, this, this vortex was supposed to come to the east, and then wound up uh, uh, going uh, uh, to the south. Uh, uh, weather is a funny thing, and you know, trying to trying to figure out sometimes what what these models are doing uh, is um, is a, is a real hair puller. And the other thing I would point out, by the way, is uh, you know I mentioned last week with respect to uh, the impact in the south. Uh, When I lived uh, in New Orleans, for example, we had a cold, uh, you know, not quite as extreme. Well, for for New Orleans, it was because I think if I remember correctly, we set record lows and I believe we even tied an all time record low for the month of December. We got down into the single digits. I believe it was seven above Um, that when uh, the cold comes down uh, in, in that part of the country. Uh, it shuts down everything. It shuts the power grid down. Uh, just like when we have in the summertime with heat waves puts a strain on our power system, it's the opposite in uh, in places like Texas and, sure. and That's Oklahoma. That's what they're saying. They're, they're and, saying
1: they're having, they're, they were having rolling blackouts in order to conserve power. And that, that is reminiscent, as you just said, Joe, of what we go through in the summertime or what we used to go through in the summertime when it's abnormally hot and sticky and humid. A lot of people running their air conditioning systems and they actually shut down sometimes various locations, these rolling right. blackouts to help conserve the energy. And,
0: of course, they've had to shut down all the refineries in Texas, all the gasoline refineries. So I happen to notice when the um, uh, the you know, market's trading overseas today, uh, oil spiking up by uh, almost $2 a barrel, gasoline spiking up by about uh, $0.10 cents a gallon. I, those are going to be temporary, of course. But... Uh, It's going to take a while for those U.S. refineries to open back up for the gasoline to get back online. So uh, you start to see you see a spike in gasoline prices over the uh, this week. Uh, Do not uh, be uh, surprised by that. Uh, You know there's all kinds of impacts that that obviously there's so many so uh, impacts that weather has that sometimes we don't mention we don't think about. Uh, But in this particular case, this this whole setup uh, has really just turned everything, you know, turned everything on its on, on, on its on its end here, uh, and we we still got work to do this week because there's another system coming for Thursday for us, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, I do have um, uh, a couple of things here. I just wanted to go through this. So, so we did the watches and warnings. You know, the satellite here, you're seeing the arc of moisture now lifting up to the northeast and. You know, the shortwave that's associated with it is moving along. So it won't be too long before we'll start to get into this weather uh, moving uh, up into uh, New England and down into the northern mid-Atlantic states. The um, uh, WPC, Joe, has uh, on their last forecast map, now this is for, uh, you know, right through this coming weekend. So we do have another storm system for Thursday into Friday. So, between what falls tonight and what falls for Thursday into Friday, uh, on the order of two and a half inches of melted liquid or higher is being indicated by WPC. That's a lot of liquid uh, that they're showing.
1: Quite a bit, yeah.
0: And I also want to point out, uh, again, just kind of jumping ahead here a little bit, uh, but on their long range, uh, the uh, WPC folks have been um, aggressive from the get go. Uh, with respect to Friday, and they have on their latest forecast that was issued uh, this afternoon, uh, right around midday actually, uh, they have a uh, a very, and they have been coming, by the way, further and further south with every forecast. Uh, So um, they have a 90% probability of at least the equivalent of two to three inches of snow and sleet, into Northwest New Jersey uh, the Hudson Valley Joe from you North Northwest Connecticut Massachusetts and a good chunk of upstate New York and uh, North uh, cent- uh, Central and um, northeastern PA they have the 70 to 90 percent line all of just about all of Long Island down through Central and Southwest Jersey Northern Delaware to Maryland Northeast Virginia so I think they're looking at what's going on for later in this week and thinking, maybe colder the next time uh, for the next one, and uh, maybe more in the way of snow uh, rather than uh, freezing rain and and rain.
1: Well, that's interesting because I was looking at the plumes. Now now the plumes actually are able to extend into part of that uh, system is coming our way later in the week, and they really haven't been pushing snow all that much.
0: Um, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to put an asterisk on your your analysis. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm just
1: I'm just saying I'm just saying that you know you expected you know everybody's talking about snow 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 and I was expecting to see the numbers jump to let's say four five six or higher and they really are not all that
0: high. Uh, right. At least
1: as we well, move into uh, thir- Thursday and Thursday night.
0: Well, well, I will just tell you um, uh, if uh, at, at this because it's now just started to come into range. Uh, oh, less than half the members are go out far enough to that 96 hour period, so you have a you 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 actually don't have a a, f- a full sample of all the members of of the uh, okay. SRF plumes. I think okay. I think you have to wait till I think you're probably going to have to wait till during the day tomorrow, like perhaps tomorrow afternoons. Um, uh, when the SREF model comes out, the midday tomorrow afternoon, I think will probably be the first one where you'll get a you'll get just about all the members in there, and then you can use it as a pretty good tool. Um, but uh, the 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 I have got my own questions about Thursday. I, I, there are a couple of things about it that are bothering me, and and and, uh, and we we could certainly go over that uh, as we uh, as we we get onto these uh, these maps here. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out – I've got things up that – I'm trying to close a couple of windows here. I just want to see which – what do I – okay, so good. Let me, while, you, I, while you're doing I can that, get I rid of this, and I can get rid of this.
1: While you're doing that, I just want to point out that the uh, the intermediate run of the NAM, the 18Z run, on the Foos – and and it's been doing that on the intermediate runs, the 6Z and the right. 18Z. They have been really – going going overboard I think in terms of the amount of precipitation both of those runs the 6z this morning and now the 18z this afternoon saying that in one six hour period from one o'clock a.m tonight to seven o'clock tomorrow morning they're giving over an inch of liquid precipitation whereas the regular the primary uh, runs the zero and the 12z have been just a bit less by about a tenth of an inch but still tonight if the uh, if you take this at face value, 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. at LaGuardia, we have 1.01 inches of rain. And by 7 a.m., the thickness of LaGuardia is 558. The T1 is plus 8 Celsius. The T2 uh, boundary level is plus 10. And the T3 is plus 6. Amazing, isn't it? You talk about a, a super one. Now, all of those boundary level numbers are at zero degrees or slightly above zero as of, as of now, as of 12, well, as of an hour ago, 12Z. So we're expecting if you take, again, that face value this these numbers, there's gonna be an incredible jump, especially after midnight tonight in the column, in the temperature uh, pattern, up and down uh, You know, from, from top to bottom. And supposedly that will save us from uh, a really horrendous situation in terms of icing in the immediate difference. well, it
0: better mix all the way down. That, yeah. that, that it better mix all the way down. That, that in some places it will, but there will be places where it won't, and and you know, particularly inland, you know well inland.
1: Well, Albany, Albany at the same time frame, 7 a.m. 7 a. tomorrow morning, they have a 551 thickness, still very warm aloft, but their T1 is only zero, uh, and their T3 is only uh, three plus three, and their T5 is uh, plus five. So the uh, the column is not quite as warm. It warms up significantly up up in Albany too. Supposedly, if this is what's going to happen. But you're right, inland it won't be as quite as warm as what is expected along the coastal plain.
0: All right, so let let's just run through. Um, I've got the GFS up. Uh, remember, the GFS was the model that had uh, was 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 furthest south uh, with all of this initially. Now it's got the low near Pittsburgh. So <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how this model just just did not um, did not have a grasp of this at all uh, and uh, that uh, primary low is so far to the left uh, you know it does redevelop to an extent uh, it does show some heavy rain here and patches uh, overnight into Tuesday morning but it does suggest that the freezing precipitation will move up you know north of route 84 certainly after about 1 a.m and then of course it's all done by you know after you know, seven or eight o'clock tomorrow morning, it just rapidly moves out to the northeast. And the ice gets pretty far up into upstate New York and into Vermont and New Hampshire. It's never fun for those folks to see an ice storm that far north. So now that goes out. And of course, we've got this cold high that's going to build in and then build up into upstate New York and into New England, while another short wave that's going to come out east into the ridge position. And, you know, the funny thing about this one, Joe, is that, the, this was the GFS on this one was taking this low up into the, into the Eastern great lakes to Detroit. Right. And and every run since it last did this, I believe, you know, sometime on uh, Saturday night, um, has gone further East, further Southeast, further Southeast. And on, on this particular run, uh, it has a low that's in, uh, on the Georgia South Carolina border, that moves to eastern North Carolina and goes now is now that low instead of being at Detroit, is off the New Jersey coast, east of Atlantic City, south of Iceland, right? Uh, and it, and what the model seems to be suggesting here is that the higher the north, there there's going to be some you know that that that's cold air with that high. That's the remnant, uh, you know that's basically the remnants of this 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 bitter cold air mass that's in the middle of the country and down into 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 the south. Well, you know that's going to take that cold air uh, into <clears throat> into New England and of course as moisture lifts up Wednesday night into Thursday, you have snow that the model shows actually as it's snowing as far south as southern Virginia. and and I would also point out it's not just the GFS, it's the European. the Europeans actually colder than the GFS, which I, I found rather striking since the European was the first was one of the first models to show this ridging going on. Uh, off the east coast for this event for this next one it's got that ridge much weak uh has the ridge had uh, had the ridge weaker than the other models the other models are catching up with the exception of the NAM by the way uh, Peter Bicker pointing that out and that is correct the NAM is holding on to something here and I, I and this is what spot bo- there are two things that are bothering me uh, but here's the, the GFS pretty much um uh, exemplifies what the Canadian's doing and what the the, the European is doing uh, both actual, all those models produce a, a three to six, four to eight inch snowfall for Thursday for many areas, and then that lifts on out, and that'll be the last one. We'll actually get a real break going into this weekend. But uh, here, here are my issues, uh, Mr. Rayo. Uh, yep. So once again, once again, we have a system that is coming into a, a ridge off the East Coast. OK, just like this one, uh, we have an upper high off the East Coast. Uh, maybe the, the one difference here is that the ridge is not nearly as strong. This system that's going through today is is denting it. And therefore, you know, if the ridge is not as strong, that gives you a better shot of of a colder solution for the next system. Um, that's what you're going to have to hope for. But it just kind of bothers me that, you know, here we are on Thursday, Thursday morning when snow is beginning to start. And it's, it's very hard to find, you know, there's a little kink in there in the flow that's moving in Pennsylvania down into Virginia. It's very hard to, to pick out, uh, but there is a little bit of a kink of the flow. But the, the main trough is still pretty far to the west. And that actually doesn't even get here until sometime Friday night or Saturday. When this thing is long gone, so I don't know. That that kind of bugs me a little bit. And then with respect to the Nam, the, the main difference with the Nam is that it has a much more amplified look. If you look at the Nam, uh, it has a much stronger high off the uh, off the southeast coast of the United States, east of the Bahamas, pushing up. Um, the heights here are a good 60 to 90 meters higher on the Nam. Than the other models, which kind of explains why the Nam really uh, take, keeps, uh, you know, shows that more of as an inland low, rather than what the other models are doing, which is kind of a flatter look. I don't know. I, I I just you know, we've already seen a couple of times this winter, Joe, where we've had systems move in. We just saw it this past weekend with two two systems that looked like there were going to be something, uh, and uh, neither one turned out to be anything because of the fact that they were basically. We were in a ridge position, and they were they were moving into a ridge position, and they wound it up being much weaker and of little consequence. I'm just putting it out there. I wonder whether you know this could go down the same road with the, if the ridge if the ridge off the east coast is too strong, and being that the trough is still too far to the west.
1: Well, I mean, I I was looking at this, making the comparison earlier, you know, the upper air between what we're seeing now and tonight, and uh, what we'll be seeing Thursday and Friday. I said, you know. Really, this is not all that much different than what we're what we're experiencing or are about to experience. So my question is, you know, why why would they put so much of an emphasis more on the snow, the le- the the leading edge of precipitation, so much more in terms of snow? Why aren't they doing what they're doing with this system, which is more or less sleet and freezing rain, and very little snow, at least the snow is mostly to our north. So I'm 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 wondering whether or not. Between now and let's say Thursday morning, we're going to see, you know, a whole bunch of different solutions and different uh, changes to the the equation here as we're finally going to be seeing. Everybody, I know all the snow lovers are jumping up and down saying, yeah, yeah, snow, snow. And I've even saw some of the ridiculous numbers that they've been cranking out, Joe. I mean, in parts of the Hudson Valley and points north. Uh, you know, five, ten, even as much as fifteen or eighteen inches.
0: Uh, you know, the, that, that, that's, that, just that, that's, that's just that, such, such that's nonsense. That's just nonsense. That's never
1: going to happen. That's yeah. not going to happen. I, hell, I, I
0: thought, think. I thought, you know, if you want to sort of openly speculate, you know, just just throwing, you know, numbers in my head. Uh, I, to me, I thought that this could be something that produces a um, for snow lovers. We'll call it a nice front end thump. Maybe. Uh, an area of three to and perhaps some places getting five or six. Uh, that that would be something that I would consider in my head. If um, if we go on the idea that that uh, uh, say the GFS is right or the European is and the European is right, both those models are correct in how they see things. And by the way, I have the you can you can share your screen. So if you want to pop up the new European, we can go ahead and look at this. So while you bring that up. Um, while you're doing that, I just want to show, uh, folks just real quick, just to go through the long range. Uh, I was told today, I was talking with Bill Goodman and he saw the, um, the European long range going out past 240 hours and, and the weeklies and everything else. And he said that the European shows a very strong block developing again during the first week of March, uh, in the Davis Strait and over Greenland. And I was looking at the GFS late this afternoon And there have been other model runs the last couple of days that have been hinting at this. And if you watch, you know, I'm out here at day seven and eight. If you look up on the upper, toward the upper right near Greenland, you're going to notice that pressures up there are rising again. uh, As we move through the latter uh, days of February and through the first days of March, the block is definitely back on this run. Uh, And not only is the block back, Joe, but the negative East Pacific oscillation would be back. If you look here. Uh, I know it's our 294, but you got a pretty good vortex that forms up in um, in northern Canada. And it looks like it's about to make its way southward uh, as we uh, as we head into those into that first week of March. So um, we I've been I've been uh, postulating that we would go uh, into a uh, that we may have a chance to revert back to this to uh, this pattern, maybe not exactly the same, but something resembling that. At the beginning of March, and I, nothing I've seen in the last 48 hours has, has um, taken me away from that idea. At least, at least for now.
1: Well, um, we'll see. I at 200. You know, any anything beyond 240 hours? I, I'm wondering. Uh, you know, did did you look at the on, at the ensemble? Um, although on on tropical tidbits, it the ensemble only goes out to 240 hours too. Uh no the
0: GFS ensembles goes out to 384.
1: Okay, but I'm talking about the European.
0: Oh, the European only goes out to 240. Yeah, uh yeah. Bill Bill was looking at stuff beyond 240 uh cuz he gets he, he was able to see, you know, I think the European goes out to like uh, 1500 hours or something. Some some yeah. some ridiculous amount. But I mean if you look at the the, the GFS ensembles, I'm just kind of rolling them through now. You do see uh, you do see higher than normal heights building again in Greenland and Iceland and kind of pushing into the Davis Strait. Uh, you don't have troughing in the west that disappears uh, the flow goes normal there so there's a bit of a negative East Pacific oscillation influence here uh, toward the latter part of the forecast period so the, the ensemble upper air um, is somewhat supportive of the operational let's let's put it let's leave it at that and then we'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that when we get there. Cause we, you and I both need a break. So after Thursday, you know, we, we can just like, you know, take it easy for a while. This has been nonstop since the last week of January when, it, when the first storm burst on the scene, um, you know, it's been one after another, after another. So uh, you know, we want this to stop for a little while. Cause you know, you, you better believe it. We're getting old. <laughs> you and I, do you have the new European? If you well, want to share yes, it, I do.
1: Can you see it on, I, I,
0: uh, I'm going to uh, flip the screen right now. Thank you so much. And there we go. So uh, this will take us into um, Thursday. You will tell us that the 540 line is going all the way to, you know, to Saskatchewan or, or Montreal. <laughs> go on. You go.
1: So this is, this is, again, this is the European now, the intermediate run, which only goes out to 90 hours. This is initialized, as you see at the bottom. Uh, At 18Z or 1 o'clock this afternoon. The first map in the series is what you're seeing on the screen now, valid for 7 p.m. This is uh, an hour and 15 minutes ago. Notice, if you will, that all of the heavy duty activity is still well to our west, Joe and everybody. The green indicating the leading edge or leading line of 0.15 inches of uh, liquid precipitation, higher amounts as the shade of green gets deeper and darker. The yellow is indicative of uh, a half an inch of liquid uh, precipitation, but that's right now or, or close to now. Let's jump now to uh, one o'clock in the morning and notice, if you will, the European is saying that even as of one o'clock, the main dose of precipitation, the main, the lion's share of the heavy duty stuff, is still off to our west. Uh, we're just now getting into the steady area of precip, I would suppose, in this shade of uh, charcoal gray. We've got about A tenth of an inch of moisture, and again, all the heavy stuff off to the west. Now, watch what now notice also, notice also where the 540 line is. Normally we use this as the delineation between rain and snow. Uh, that 540 line is all the way up near Plattsburgh, New York, and just south of Burlington, Vermont. 546 is here. 552, for goodness sake, is in New York City and across the North Shore of Long Island. I mean, this is pretty. Down, down in this area, this is pretty mild. In order for us to have frozen precipitation, the lowest levels of the atmosphere must have shallow cold air, shallow, dense cold air, which is probably what is still in evidence if we, had, uh, if we were looking at the boundary layer temperatures. But even that is going to get scoured out uh, in this type of pattern because now let's jump to 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, the storm and it has a rather broad center here. I would presume the center is somewhere in southeastern Pennsylvania. This stripe of yellow is at least a half an inch of liquid, which is now over the Hudson Valley and just to the north and west of New York City. Down here, this orange and this little dot here, that would signify six to eight-tenths of an inch of liquid moisture that has fallen between 1 o'clock in the morning and 7 o'clock in the morning. But look, the 540... Joe, you said it kiddingly. The 540 is up indeed near Montreal. Yeah. Here's the 546. Here's the 552 line. We're at 558 thickness. That's pretty much what the NAM was saying. And and, uh, the flow is probably coming out of a southerly or even a south-southeasterly direction. This is a very warm uh, airflow uh, that's invading the tri-state area and probably scouring out all but the deepest and most sheltered valleys of that low level cold air. So that's why it appears that after midnight on toward daybreak, we're going to see the temperatures rise rapidly. And it could very well be that uh, you folks on Long Island and New York City and even uh, parts of Westchester could wake up tomorrow morning, the temperatures at or above 40 degrees, maybe even low 40s. And then we quickly jump to one o'clock tomorrow afternoon Uh, The back edge of this is now moving away off to uh, the east across Long Island. And by uh, tomorrow evening, 7 o'clock, we're pretty well in the dry area. The 540 line has dropped back into our vicinity. And uh, I'd say, Joe, that tomorrow, after a cloudy start with leftover residual moisture in the form of lingering showers, would not be at all surprised if by midday and afternoon the sun broke through. And with enough sunshine a little bit of a gusty westerly wind who's to say temperatures tomorrow in parts of the tri-state area could even climb well into the 40s to near 50 so much right. for the icy before, and dicey situation
0: before that co- the cold air comes back tomorrow night and wednesday now go on to the next one
1: all right so we move along here this is wednesday morning wednesday should be decidedly colder than what we're going to see tomorrow the 540 has now dropped south of new york city and uh We are uh, probably going to see temperatures, I think, on Wednesday, a good 10 degrees colder than what we're going to be seeing tomorrow. Now we get into Wednesday evening, still relatively clear and dry. And uh, then we start off on Thursday morning. The barest amount of moisture, which probably translates more into virga and cloud cover, is arriving here by Thursday morning. Don't think we're going to see anything out of that. And then we get to Thursday afternoon. And, Joe, look. Most of the activity, instead of what we have been seeing now and tonight, most of the uh, heavy-duty stuff that's off to our west, now it looks like most of the heavy-duty stuff is off basically to our south. 540 is right across New York City at 18Z, and that's that's one o'clock Thursday afternoon, and then we move things along to 7 p.m. on uh, Thursday evening, and now the the, the, uh, significant uh, moisture is now worked its way through New York, Long Island, Northern Jersey, and on up into the Hudson, Lower Hudson Valley. But the 540 is just to the north. Here comes the 546 line. Right. So maybe, just maybe, by if if you take this at face value, that we might be looking at not snow, but more of a mixture of snow, sleet, and ice at seven o'clock.
0: Well, it certainly could be. I think I think the high, I think the high and the density of this. Remnant Arctic air mass is something that we're going to have to look at closely when we get to Wednesday into Thursday. Right. I have You know, I was looking at some, some temperatures. You know, I was looking at some sounding temperatures Thursday morning. I mean, they had they had low 20s down to New York City. They had t te- you know teens and single digits not that far away. Uh, so uh, that that's going to be that's going to be a, a key element of the forecast with regarding whatever happens uh, later Thursday. I did also notice that the GFS on this run. Was was slower um, than um, uh, the uh, uh, the other models. I mean, slower than you know, it slowed down. Uh, that the Nam was very fast. The uh, Nam might be too fast. The other models are much slower by about a good 12, 12 hours or so. So again, lots to lots to lots to um, remedy and rectify here with respect to Thursday's weather system and we've got plenty of time to do that. That's one, you know, one big positive, Joe, with all these storms coming one, one after another is that, uh, I, I uh, you don't have really, you really don't have a lot of time to look at the next one. You just yeah. don't. So, uh, you, 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 you give it as, as, um, as good a look as you can. So Keith, uh, Keith James wants to know what does 540 and what does 546 mean when we talk about those numbers?
1: Well, the 540 at 546, we call We we use the the, the decameters, uh, and and just put simply, when we look at the uh, at the weather progs, the various models, the 540 traditionally is the line that separates rain versus snow. I say traditionally because in some cases, and this is one of those cases, uh, sometimes what you have is such a deep, albeit shallow layer of cold air near to the surface. The 540 is basically the, uh, the temperature uh, that you would see at like 18,000 feet. But if you have a, a, a much colder layer closer to the surface, what happens is, is that uh, even if the 540 line is, even if it's greater than 540, let's say 543 or 546 decameters, you say, oh, well, that's rain. Sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes when you have a cold, shallow layer of air near the surface, that instead of translating to just plain rain could translate into ice, sleet, freezing rain. This is one of those situations here. And J- Joe, I just up on the on the screen now, uh, I'm moving things along. This is uh, 1 a.m. on Friday morning. And now uh, the 540 is well to the north, up toward right. Albany. So, I mean, if you want pure snow, you probably would have to go along and north of the 540 line to get it. South of here, I'm going to make the assumption between 540 and 546 that we're going to be looking at. Uh, a mixture of wet snow, sleet, ice, freezing rain, and usually when you get higher than 546, 547, it transitions over to rain. But again, we may have enough cold air so that we may still have some freezing precipitation down here. But if you're thinking that this is going to be, you know, uh, initially a, a thump of, let's say, six inches of snow ahead of the uh, the, the the main push of, of moisture, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Uh, it, Looks like the, the the moisture is going to take its time in moving in, and by the time it does move in, all the cold air that you would like to see is already retreating again to the north of our area. And by 90 hours or 7 a.m. on Friday, uh, we're we're at. Uh, Somewhere between five forty-six and five fifty-two thickness. So All right,
0: but you you know high. you this this may still wind up being you still could wind up getting a decent thump ahead of it before it goes over to sleet and then to freezing rain and then to rain. Oh well, yeah, I, you know, I they, just like, I just want yeah. I mean if you're throwing double-digit numbers up there, you know that's that's insane. But, you well, know, but that,
1: the thing is that the difference between what what we're seeing tonight and what we may see on Thursday is the 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 stuff that's coming our way tonight is approaching directly from the west. West and south. This supposedly is going to creep up from the south,
0: right? You and, never, you uh, don't want to see, you don't want to see it start snowing in western New York and and northern New York first before precipitation gets here. That's almost never winds up being good for for snow lovers down near the coast. You want well, it to come glimpse, up from the south.
1: I got a glimpse of the H triple back to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to just get. Let me get rid of this map here. All right, I've stopped. I've stopped sharing for the moment. Um, but, 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 but. Let me. Uh, what I want to do now is I want to um, share. Uh, it's my turn to share tropical tidbits. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Levy. <laughs> um, let me see. I Peter get-
0: Peter Bicker Peter Bicker asked the question. Could this wind up getting suppressed to the south? Well. Uh, if, you know, if you're coming into a ridge position like that, if you don't have at least a decent shortwave coming out, I, I, you could wind up with a weaker system. I, 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 put that on the table earlier. I think, you know, it's, it's not impossible that, uh, this winds up being, you know, flatter and flatter and then goes out underneath us. Uh, and, and, it, and it's, and it's nothing like what the models are showing at the moment, uh, I know it's Monday. We're talking about Thursday. So we're kind of inside that 72-hour time frame for a start. So it's it, it's hard to imagine the models being that far off. But you know what? We're kind of in a strange pattern. So why not? Uh, Joe's got the HRRR up. This is the uh, 0Z HRRR, which actually, it's only out to 23 hours, but actually goes out to 48 hours. But go on. Right.
1: But I, I wanted to just show for tonight, which I was taking note of. Is the fact that if you take this at face value, Joe, you don't even start getting into any kind of. I mean, look how look 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 how crazy this is. How the sleet uh, or the freezing rain zone kind of leapfrogs over the tri-state area. Here we are. And this is now 11 o'clock. Here's midnight, midnight, and it's still not doing much of anything. I mean, look at this. It's still, you know, Long Island, New York, most of the lower Hudson Valley still waiting it's not until uh after midnight that we supposedly are getting into the good stuff and here it is except that by by two o'clock in the morning except if you go way to the north up into dutchess county in extreme northwestern jersey yeah you got supposedly is all rain
0: you got to go to north you got to go north of 84 for this uh yeah. for 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 this so um betsy then, lo- go good i'm sorry joe go ahead. that's all yeah. gone
1: and it's all gone basically by uh by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning it's done. Over said, and that's, that's good.
0: Let it I mean, let it true. go away. <laughs> it's really go.
1: You know. Look what they have. Look at the HRR has. The low. They have the low in uh, West Central New York State.
0: I know. I mean, this is this is really considering the strength of the ridge. It's really not a surprise that it wound up there <clears throat> at the end of the day, and 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 that 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 pretty much sums it up. So Betsy Luna, my favorite earth science teacher, I gave a, a talk to one of her classes back. Uh, uh, at a time when we used to be able to go into schools and 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 give talks um, pre-pandemic uh, I don't uh, they would, I guess there was a conversation going on about would would folks use the term bust meaning no snow so here here's here's my thing on, on that um, and Joe can chime in on this so apparently now the new the way the weather uh, the way the snow weaning rules work is that if you forecast one to two inches and you don't get one to two feet, okay, it's considered a bust. All right. So if you forecast one to two inches and you get one to two inches, apparently that is now considered a bust. I don't know where that you know when where or when that started. Uh, uh, frankly, it it actually uh, it actually bothers me in a big way because. You know, you're doing your best as a forecaster to put out the best forecast you can, and um, you know there's a group of people out there that apparently have decided that uh, uh, every snowstorm, every snow event uh, is uh, is a one to two foot snow event potential. So if you get anything less, regardless of what the forecast is, it's considered a bust. So I think it's a I call things a bust as if I forecast. Uh, if I forecast six inches and we only get a coating to an inch, that's a bust. Okay. Uh, if you forecast a coating to an inch or two and you get a coating inch or two, that's not a bust. So that's that's how I that's how I do it. That's that's the way it should be because what I'm saying makes sense. What the snow weenies say doesn't make sense.
1: Well, I wanted to jump now uh, using tropical tidbits. This now is the uh, is the uh, Nam. This is the 18Z NAM. And you always say, Joe, that when it starts snowing north of us before it gets to us, that's not good news for the snow lovers. And I don't know if you've seen the 18Z. Yeah, um, I did see it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it,
0: because it's, it's, because it has a, it has a, yeah, it has an inland low. So, and, and,
1: and here's, and here now is one o'clock in the, no, excuse me, this is 10 o'clock in the morning. And if you notice, the, the, the arm of snow is north of our area.
0: That's on the Nam, correct? So the yeah. Nam actually has, if you see where the Nam has the low, uh, you know, it pops it up there in southern Ohio, right. uh, as opposed to it's got a primary that goes west of the Appalachian. So I'm sure if it go if it does that, um, then yeah, we're we're gonna have a we're gonna have a repeat performance of what we just had to what we're having today. So, um, we got we got runs to go here.
1: And I don't know. This is this is not that that color. I, is it lavender or per? I you know I I'm looking at the legend on the on the right hand side.
0: So is that that's not freezing rain? That's sleet, isn't it? That's all sleet, yeah. What's sleet? Yeah, okay. where where it gets that more salmony color, that that pinky color, that's freezing yeah. rain. Yeah, and then of yeah. course the as we've learned in the prior snows a few weeks ago that that. Super purple is not sleep, but it's actually 14-inch-an-hour snow. 14-inch-an-hour 14, snow. 14.
1: Inch an hour <laughs> 14. Snow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. From your lips to God's ears for snow lovers. Uh, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me just real quick, because we had a few shoe super chat hits along the way. Uh, we have um, Mike uh, uh, Whitley. I hope I got that right. Uh, Mike Whitley hitting super chat, Steve Lapointe, uh, Jason Kaplan, and David Fuller, all hitting uh, super chat tonight, uh, along with the earlier hits from Thomas Saul and uh, Delaware Water, uh, water uh, Delaware Weather Guy. Sorry, Brandon, Delaware Weather Guy hitting uh, hitting uh, super chat tonight. Thank you very very much uh, for doing that. So. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's, you know, the chairman is on a, uh, he's uh, working, he's, he's at working at CVS now, uh, doing uh, COVID stuff with them. So he's not here tonight. I'm trying to just see if there was anything else I wanted to bring up. There probably was, but my 62 year old fried brain from the weather, uh, the, you know, the weather of the last couple of weeks uh, is, um, you know, not registering very well at the moment.
1: <laughs> and you're you're talking to somebody who's a couple of years even older than that, Joe. So
0: yeah, but your 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 uh, your brain's in a lot better shape than mine is, I think. <laughs> You remember stuff that I used to be able to remember and I don't remember anymore. Are taking or whatever? you know, are you? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. Just just checking. Sometimes
1: I'm groping through a word. I say to myself, "Darn it, what what's what am I, I trying to, you know, I you know, sometimes it just doesn't come to me like it like it used to. Like, oh,
0: we have somebody attacking us on the chat board. Hang on a second. Peter Bicker's, you know, Peter Bicker's become our our new like Guardian, I think he's he's doing a great job of uh, just watching uh, okay, I'm trying to find this someone uh, he, uh, let's see uh,
1: We're four away by the way from from two hundred on the likes
0: uh, oh uh, he's he's criticizing Bill Goodman because he uh, he had an advisory out today and it was only drizzle. Um, okay, I don't know what i what do you want me to say uh, uh, you know it looked like. It looked like we were going to have freeze you know at least some freezing drizzle or maybe some light freezing rain during the day that we didn't get it so you didn't get the icing that you that was forecast which probably means that there were a, a bunch of people that might have gotten into car accidents today and didn't because we didn't get the freezing rain and this is a bad thing why um, just just kind of want to uh, understand I uh, I I I always have a difficult time, with folks, uh, with uh, and and Joe. I always have a difficult time when people, you know, just kind of, you know, they, they 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 go right to. Well, there was, you know, you put this warning out and it didn't happen. I mean, what do you want me to say? I'm sorry you didn't get the tragedy you were looking for. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. really, especially when it comes to ice. You know I, I know it's snow because everybody's you know all these snow – we we snow lovers have big hearts they love snow and they want to go play in it and I get that and I understand that but when it comes to ice when it comes to something that if we if you looked if you even watch what went on in, in in Texas before this weekend when they had that horrific pileup uh, that killed half a dozen people I mean okay so you you know you're complaining because he had an advisory up and you didn't get the freezing drizzle you want I, I'm, I'm just not getting that. Uh, and people are just we. Oh, by the way, now I remember what I wanted to mention before we we end the show. So, uh, a lot of folks don't watch the show live. We get a lot of folks that watch, you know, on on tape overnight on 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 YouTube, and they watch it the next day, and they leave comments on the on the on the video on the on the uh, live streams. Uh, just so you know, I, uh, I I try to get to those every day, but when the weather is busy, I kind of fall behind. Uh, so I might not get them uh, uh, I might not get to them for a day or two, but I do get to them and I actually read all the comments that that are up there and I do respond not to all of them, but I do respond to some of them. So um, you know I appreciate uh, Joe and I appreciate the uh, the fact that folks are commenting on the videos even if they're not watching the live streams. So if you do put up a comment and I don't answer you right away, just uh, be patient. Uh, if I don't get to you by the next day or the next two days, I certainly get to you within three days. I had a whole bunch of them, you know, with all the storms that we had, I had to go through about, uh, four or five days worth. Uh, but I did do that. So, um, I I don't want you to think we ignore you. And I think I was thinking in my mind that maybe what I should do is go through the comments and then, um, you know, talk about some of them. There was one that I loved. I. There was one comment last night on one of the videos that I loved. um, uh, And I'll just, I'll just, just, just just to, you know, sort of paraphrase. So I I don't know. Did we have a climate change conversation anytime in the last week? Because I don't remember even remotely mentioning it. So apparently this person must have, you know, imagined we had a climate conversation and, I have a lot of respect for his answer because it was so beautifully passive-aggressive. And I'm a big fan of passive-aggressive. So it was a beautifully passive-aggressive uh, comment. So I, of course, responded uh, in a lo- wonderfully passive-aggressive way. And i just, I just simply pointing out that being passive-aggressive is not exactly a good way to get on my good side. So just, just spare that in mind. I just well, wanted, what is it wanted to let you in know. The chat?
1: I noticed on the chat board, Joe, somebody is just uh, saying, first, you missed the ice, and now you don't, and now you're not, um, oh, the message is deleted. Somebody somebody wrote, first, you missed the ice, and now you're not, not responding to me.
0: Oh, uh, how come you timed out my buddy Silvio Valzano for 300 seconds, Johnny Quest? What did he do? <laughs>
1: I, I saw the comment and oh, I. Oh, here I,
0: I can actually undelete the comment. First, you miss the ice, then you don't acknowledge me immediately. How unprofessional! <laughs> that Silvio being sarcastic. At least he better least. be be all he right. better be be sarcastic. Um. All right, so I. Sorry, pal. I the moderators are you know they are like hawks. They're they're very protective of Joe and I. So um, so I maybe uh. But Silvio's cool. He's he's good.
1: <laughs> um, I think it's about time we've we've got we've got our likes. We've got all these people. Oh sure. Alan. We've been on for over an hour. Hour and ten minutes.
0: Yeah, I'm tired. Okay, so I'm gonna just <clears throat> I'll just tell you ahead of time. After Thursday, uh, we're gone for two. We're gone for at least two days. So just 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 letting everybody know. After Thursday this week. Uh, in, you and I are gone for at least two days.
1: Incidentally, on uh, Saturday morning, Joe, on uh, MeTV, mm-hmm. saw, saw a, 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 a Warner Brothers cartoon you would have loved. haven't seen it in like 30 or 40 years. And I, what really knocked me out about the cartoon was that it was in the age of black and white television. It was the one where uh, Bugs and Daffy are rummaging through a, uh, a TV studio and Daffy runs into art lamp lighter. Yeah. People, yes.
0: people, people are phony.
1: phony. Yes. And but the thing is that you're seeing it on the TV monitor, and it's in black and white. And <laughs> and, and Daffy is trying to get a, an old lady to go across the street to win some money. And the old lady starts hitting him over the head with an umbrella and knocks him out. And <laughs> before he gets across the street, and the guy who's playing art. Art letter Art Lamplighter says, oh, too bad. He didn't quite make it. But that just goes to show you that people are phony. <laughs> phony.
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me know if you ever get to see that that one that's the parody of Truth or Consequences, because that's one of my favorites.
1: Well, it, they've it's... been running all the ones that you and I grew up with. So... Yeah, because that's
0: a, That's titled Truth or Ah! <laughs> At what latitude and longitude was the wreck of the Hesperus? <laughs> Sorry, wrong, you must pay the penalty. And he's on one of those belts with the buzzsaw. <laughs> About the one the one, or of the an one where
1: or the one where uh, with Daffy and Porky, where Porky signs on to an insur a one million dollar insurance Right, policy, Yes, exactly. and Daffy keeps throwing these disclaimers, and each disclaimer's coming true.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh good lord. All right. All right. Time to go. So the Joe and Joe weather show as it is every night brought to you by our friends at True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest rock salt source and apparently maybe the only source of rock salt right now in parts of the uh, nearby area because there is a salt shortage. 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, 6317 Omnitruevalue.com is the website and they do have uh, plenty of salt. I checked from yesterday, and they still got um, uh, lots out there, and also brought to you by our our newest sponsor, Wholesale Holiday Lighting, by Giannini of Giannini Landscapers at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst. Uh, All of your decorating needs, and you can plan ahead for the next holiday season, 631-957-5106, if you're looking for them to decorate your home, or maybe you're looking to go and become a holiday decorator, be sure to give Giannini a call. So you and now, I... William
1: Buber, I, I just want to make sure that you know nobody accuses me of not um, responding to anybody here. But uh, he asks: Is with all the snow on the ground, can there be flooding tomorrow morning? And uh, William Huber, I, I think that if we get like close to an inch of rain on top of all the snow that's still lingering out there plus temperatures rising through the thirties into the forties and fog as well. Yeah. There could be some, uh, some melting and there could very well be some localized flooding, especially in areas of poor drainage. So you'll have to keep your eye on that.
0: Yeah. A time. lot of drains are, you know, people, you know, you always, I always tell, I used to tell everybody, uh, make sure you clear your drains, you know, outside uh, so that the water has someplace to go when you got a lot of snow cover on the ground. Cause you know, if we do wind up with, uh, you know, it raining hard tonight, then you know, that's, that is going to be a problem.
1: Uh, and the executive sure. producer is backing me up, answering uh, William Huber on the chat board saying, there will most definitely be localized flooding overnight into tomorrow morning because drainage grates will be clogged by the snow, especially my up my way. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> all right. Time to go. We'll see you folks tomorrow. Thanks for being here on this Monday. Hope your holiday weekend was great. Thanks for all the super chat hits, the 219 likes. So uh, we broke 200 today, Joe. And um, we'll see you tomorrow night at 7.30 Eastern time. Love you too, Silvio. Take care. Bye.